Welcome back to Girls Across the Pond, episode 15. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for coming back uh, for our, our 15th episode. We've got a fun episode today. We've got some storytelling from you. Oh, wait. I think this is episode 16, actually. Oh, I think you're right. Sorry. My bad. Let's episode again. 16, one six. No, go ahead. I'm just oh! <laughs> It's funny. <laughs> welcome to episode 15 or 16 whatever it is maybe it's your a- first time with us and if so <laughs> you are in for a ride oh yeah oh yeah uh, we've got something different planned today we got a little storytelling thing going on for you to share with us about your very first year in the UK you have been there for an entire year there all by yourself adulting doing it yeah. all without the help of mama And uh, we're going to hear some fun stories from you. So grab a cup of tea, grab a cup of coffee, blanket, put some slippers on, and join us across the pond. (laughs) Before we get into that, how was your (laughs) week this week? Oh my gosh, my week was so good. I've been so, so busy with, um, for those of you who have been here the last few weeks, um, following my journey of translating all of my videos to uh, digital. And Mm -hmm. it's been amazing. And I just need to plug a product here real quick. It is called, this is from Amazon. It's called Video Capture. And I know you hate visuals, but this little guy right here has been amazing. It is about $85. You can get it on Amazon and it is, it's seamless in changing any old videos you have to digital. And I've been uploading loads of them onto my Google drive and to YouTube. And I've got so many videos of you, my precious little child as a little baby singing the alphabet song. And about little bitty spiders and such. And there's, it's just been a, a joy. There's one video that you shared with me and it was a <laughs> Christmas day video. And I got this like little sticker book with like animals to put in like, you put the sticker in different places. And one of the stickers <laughs> I must've ripped because I was talking about like how I accidentally like messed it up and I couldn't grab it or something. And you asked if I could grab the animal by the butt, like grab, <laughs> peel it off by the butt. And I literally like, I, I didn't hear you. So on my little like toddler voice goes, pardon. And then you repeat it again. And I look down when you say like, can you say, can you grab it by the butt? And I look down and I just look back up like you said, butt. <laughs> like that's like the look I give you. And then like you and I just like have a little laugh about it. It's really cute. I'm telling you, it's just precious. And we live in a cul-de-sac now and there's a bunch of little kids and young families that live there and they sort of block it off and all the parents go outside and sit with their little lawn chairs and let the kids float around. And if you live on a street like that, man, you better get your videos out and videotape your kids. I'm telling you, the time goes so fast and the treasures that I have found this week have been delightful. So what have I been up to? I've been doing that. And I still have a load, a load to do. I'm supposed to head off to Phoenix this week. I have to go for a business trip and it's going to be, you know, 150 degrees because okay, it's August you in like, Phoenix. You like hot weather. I do. I do. Um, I especially like it in Florida. It's great. And we're going to head back when I get back, then we're going to pack up the car and head out to Florida. So between this episode and next episode, I will have traveled twice and, um, Hopefully I'll be in Florida the next time we chat. We'll see. Yes. What are you up to, my darling? 
I'm doing well. I've been productive. I did some cleaning. I've done some drum covers, which has been yes. very nice. This morning, though, I was listening to this super cool podcast, uh, you know, podcast promoting other podcasts. Um, I was doing my makeup, and I like to listen to podcasts while I do makeup. Um, I don't know why. It's just, like, easier. I don't know. I, okay, anyways. Um, so I was I was listening to this podcast, and it's called... It's a new one that I've listened to. It's, I've only listened to this one episode. Um, and it's called Abstract, the Future of Science. So it's an educational science podcast. And the episode that I listened to was all about peanut allergies. And I thought that was like really interesting. Oh, um, for sure. So it's a, it was an interview, well, like the, the podcast, to my understanding, because I've only listened to the, this one episode, it, there's a host and then he brings in like guest speakers. And the guest for this is a med student who's currently like he's getting... I think he already has his PhD or he's like writing his dissertation or something like that. Um, but he's going into like experimental medicine and he himself has a peanut allergy. And so he's experimenting like around with um, allergens and like studying allergens within people, but specifically peanut allergies because he has a peanut allergy and his like he's he was talking about the future of medicine, the idea of creating a modified peanut for those of like people with peanut allergies, mm -hmm. which was like really cool. But it was talking about just like what, you know, causes a peanut allergy, how things are um, like how what what your body is actually doing when it's responding to a peanut allergy, which is like, you know, the things you learned in bio class in in high school and stuff, which I just thought was like really interesting. But there was one theory that I just thought was like really interesting. So um, the host was asking a question, something along the lines of or to the degree of asking like, is there any correlation to um, the types of people that are inheriting and getting all these peanut allergies? Because within like the past generation, there's been like a massive upsurge of people with peanut allergies. So it's like, why are, why ah. are all these people all of a sudden generating peanut allergies? If like when you were a kid, you know, you heard significantly less about them than I never it heard of a peanut like, allergy. Yeah. No. It feels like everybody around the, like everybody you look at has a peanut allergy. My flatmate is also allergic to peanuts. So like, <laughs> Yeah, all this stuff. And um, so there's no conclusive answer as of just yet, because the thing that's interesting is, which is something that we also saw with me, I know, um, because I have a peanut allergy, if you haven't deduced as much, um, is that I wasn't allergic to peanuts when you when I was like born, and then you develop a peanut allergy. So like within like the first couple of times you're exposed to it, and it's basically your body first interacts with this whatever this out new thing that your body is about to say is an allergen, like me with a peanut, or mm -hmm. you interact with it one time and then your body recognizes it for some reason as an allergen, like something that you shouldn't have in your body, but doesn't do anything about it. So it's like the first time you have it, it's fine. It's like your body, the, the quote he said was something along the lines of like, so your body recognizes it's a danger, but doesn't do anything, but prepares for the next time you'll meet the danger. And it's like, yes, it does that. So the first couple times I had peanuts, I was fine. And that's like yes. really common with a lot of people with peanut allergies. They'll be fine with it when they first are exposed to it um, and then slowly develop that allergy, um, which is why like a lot of people with like mild allergies, doctors will like encourage them to keep exposing yourself to it because you'll like more likely build up a tolerance to it. If to minor allergies, minor allergies. No, that's okay. Like yeah. a doctor would not tell me to go eat a peanut to grow up a tolerance to it. But um, something that was interesting because, you know, right now there is no known correlation that would respond to like 
peanut allergies being like genetic or anything like that. There's no correlation to it, but there's a theory. And I think in general, from what I looked up, this theory is generally disregarded and not really likely, but it is still plausible. And I just think this is funny because if the, if that's the case, that's how I got a peanut allergy. Um, it's that um, these days we're so adapted to modern medicine, modern culture, modern life as it is, mm -hmm. that if you live in a household that is too clean, you do not have the option to build up the intolerance to something like you do not have the exposure to it. So is this is my fault. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, obviously, I'm not saying that's how I developed a peanut allergy. That's a theory, though, is that um, because you have to be exposed to something like that for your body to know that it's an allergen or something like that. And if you're not exposed to it, your body might recognize it as a danger, recognize it as a danger later down the road because you're like, what? what's this? I wasn't prepared yeah. for this. And so that's why, you know, you see the correlation there. But that is a theory. And most evidence points to that not being true. I just thought it was funny um, because you're really tidy. And I was like, ha -ha, ha -ha, this is funny. My saving grace to this is that Simon does not have a peanut allergy. And exactly. You were raised in the same house. I'm more in line with the theory that it's an autoimmune thing that your body yeah, that your body just all of a sudden, like you say, you handled it the first, very first time you had peanuts was on an airplane when you were teeny that's, tiny. Um, that part is frightening. That, that's yeah, that's frightening. So you had peanuts on an airplane and you had peanut butter and jelly sandwiches when you were tiny. And I've got a, a picture of you. It's one of my favorite pictures of you holding a big spoon full of peanut butter. And you were just like, yeah, feeding to Simon. No, you were feeding. No, that was cookie dough. Um, okay. You were just feeding yourself peanut butter. And it's a cute picture, but it, the thought of it makes me just like, ah, because yeah. you're off the scale with your allergy. It's so, so strong. So we have autoimmunity in our family. We've got a lot of type one diabetes. We have a lot of lupus. Um, and there's one other one. We have lupus. I didn't know that. Yeah. We have a lot of autoimmunity in our family. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if this is an autoimmune condition well, the way things that, are that. with most allergies is that um technically if we're looking at it because what i was learning is a lot of allergens because you know then there was the question that was brought up like okay well that that makes sense for food allergies you know your body's intaking something that your body is recognizing as dangerous and harmful so therefore it has an allergic reaction but what about yeah. people that are allergic to like cats or pollen you're not ingesting <laughs> pollen so like why is this happening um kind of thing but it's well, like the same yeah, but you're not eating it. No, but it's still getting in your body. Okay, well, what about cats? Anyways, you're breathing, the whole, breathing in their dander. Um, the whole point of it was that there's like a whole bunch of different, well, it's all based around one, one allergy, like glycogen, was it? It was something. Okay, that's not it. Um, it's all based around one thing, and I think it was immuno, immunoglobulin. Is how you pronounce it. I immune, immunoglobulin. Oh my god, it's such a mouthful. Immunoglobulin E. It was E. It was literally the letter E, and I was like, oh, ha, ha, that's cool. Um, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> your body is like recognizing it as like harmful, so your body attacks it, and that's why you have the allergic reaction. But that was my point: is that yeah. a lot of people with those allergies will be exposed to it, and the first time they're fine. The first few times even they're exposed to it their body's like this is dangerous but we're not doing anything about it 
So the, it's it's almost like they're rallying the troops and then yeah. the troops get rallied and then soon anaphylaxis happens. Yeah, yeah, it's so scary. Peanut allergies, ugh, terrifying. Also this weird correlation within your body that apparently people with asthma and eczema, those that combo is like, you're like, I think it's like 10 times more likely to develop a peanut allergy. Yeah, those three go hand in hand. And yeah. so does my flatmate, all three. Oh, really? Yeah. Your eczema has been very minor, thank goodness. I've seen some mm -hmm. people who have eczema and it's just terrible what they have to yeah, go through. Yeah, mine's just like on my upper arms. Yeah, it's pretty which, minor. Yeah. Which is good, but yeah, that's interesting. Anyways, you that's that what out? I learned today. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> well, we want to talk today about uh, your first year. It is uh, August and it's back to school season and kids are heading on back and a lot of kids are seniors in high school this year. So this is it, man. You guys are applying for colleges and getting ready to head off wherever you're going. And we, as a family who now have two kids in college, have found that if you wait to your senior year, it's almost too late. <laughs> but uh, you want to start preparing for the life that uh, is your first year away at college. So I thought I would just hand the mic over to you today and let you chat about your first year and, and everything that you went through, the trials, the tribulations, <laughs> mm -hmm. going through it during a pandemic in another country, all alone. So off you go. I'll sit here and have my tea. Well, I don't really know what exactly, I mean, I'm not going to give advice. Um, what exactly to talk about? Do you want me just to like story time my entire college experience? Sure. You graduated from high school and didn't have a ceremony because it was 2020. So you got gypped out of that, but uh, you hung out in America for the summer. Mm -hmm. And then when kids are heading on back to school, you hopped on an airplane all by yourself and flew to another country. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How was it when yeah. you landed? How'd it go? So um, I flew to England and landed and uh, that flight is overnight. So I left on like, I don't know, Tuesday morning or something. I don't know what day of the week it was. And then arrived the next morning, England time. Um, so, you know, yeah, that's fun. So I was extremely jet lagged. I think I, I, I got past customs and I bought like, just like six, like straight shots of like espresso or something. And just like down the hatch. Cause I was so tired. Um, but because of COVID, um, there was a quarantine in place. And I think that still is the case in the UK. I can't remember. I don't know. I haven't traveled. Anyways, um, I had to do two-week quarantine when I mm -hmm. first got there. So I was in London because I arrived at Heathrow and stayed at a hotel for two weeks um, and did that quarantine, just vibed by myself in a hotel room for two weeks. It was pretty chill. And then after that two-week quarantine, got I only had two suitcases. So I got my two suitcases and my backpack and went up to Leeds um, on a train and then moved myself into the student dorms. Um, and I was the first one out of all my flatmates to arrive there. So I just like kind of set up my own shebang and then went to school and that's it. How, how was it checking into your dorm all by yourself? I remember when I took Simon to Greenwich, I was able to take him, Simon being your older brother. Um, and we went together and were able to figure things out. But there's so many questions when you first get to a university 
<laughs> and you had a smaller campus, which is great. But, you know, the whole where do I go? Where do I check in? How do I get my keys? Where do I find stuff? I mean, how did how'd you do with all that all by yourself? So Were you okay? The um the school check-in versus my student dorm check-in was different because the place where I like my school, because it is so small, it's a conservatoire, doesn't actually have like dorms. They have facilities that are like technically considered off campus and they're just like partnered with these facilities that are like student accommodations. So the place that I was staying in had students from the conservatoire, but also had um, students from the nearby universities doing other stuff as well. So I moved into that first to that student location. And I think that was about two weeks before the freshers induction week at the conservatoire. Mm -hmm. So there was like a two week interval. But I do remember I got off the train, arrived in Leeds with my two backpacks or my two suitcases and had to walk all the way to the student accommodation. But I'd never been there before. And I didn't have data because I was um, I was on a UK SIM card, but I hadn't had the chance to stop at like an actual phone store and like pay for the SIM card. So I just had the SIM card in so I didn't get like the international fee, but I didn't have like any data or Wi-Fi or anything like that. Oh, so wow. I kept like logging on to Snap Maps every like two seconds and just like watching like my little Bitmoji update on Snap Maps, <laughs> like trying to find it. And I well, walked smart. around, I walked around like what must have been like the same three blocks, like over and over trying to find this one building. Cause I was like, I know I'm within like 500 feet of it, but my location <laughs> isn't exact on snap maps because I didn't have that data. So I was like roaming around with two suitcases and I was like, where is this bloody building? How and scary. I found it. Yeah. Well, it was, well, it was like there. four in the afternoon. So it was like bright and sunny out and it wasn't very scary. I've been to Leeds, but I hadn't been to that student accommodation. Oh, I thought you had. Didn't we go through, uh, through what there time? Once? Yeah, when we toured it, but I didn't know Leeds well enough, nearly oh, well okay. enough to remember where it was. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. It's like right at the, I would say it's like right at the edge of the city. So it's like mm -hmm. if you head in one direction, tons and tons of city stuff. But if you head in the opposite direction, it's just like housing. <laughs> so now, it's like you right got on there, the edge. You got there, sorry to interrupt you. You got there during the lockdowns, obviously, it was in mm -hmm. September of 2020. Were, were the streets really crowded? Were there people you could ask or was it kind of deserted? How was, I'm I just trying to picture you with suitcases. I can't remember. <laughs> I know there were cars out because um, I kept turning back and up and down like this one street and I was like, I must look like an idiot right now. Um, but uh, so I, I, there were people around, but it wasn't like, I don't know, like Black Friday kind of people around or anything. Um, yeah. But no, I, I ended up not asking and I just kind of kept going around. And then I found my accommodation and rocked up. And there's um there was a reception desk in um the where I stayed. The main floor was like a main reception and we had security there. And I was just like, hello, help me. <laughs> and Were they got helpful? Yeah, yeah. The the um reception desk was like other students that were living there. So ah. like, uh, that had like, we're returning for a second year or something. Um, so I got all moved in and then like, I literally like got my keys after like doing whatever paperwork and went up to the flat and just like dropped my stuff and kind of yeah. like looked around at like what I needed. And I went back to the front desk and was like, where can I buy stuff for the flat? And then they, yeah. they printed out like a little map for me and like, um, like showed me on the roads how to walk to the city center and then gave me some stores to look at in there um which was like very nice so i ended up going around there and just getting like 
some like things that I like essentials that I needed that I didn't have space to pack for like in my suitcase, like hangers, didn't have room for that in my suitcase or literally any cutlery plates or bowls for the kitchen and like some basic food needs. Like I didn't have any of that coming up. So had to buy that. Um, Did they send you over to a TK Maxx or something like that? They recommended, there were a couple of things. I, they, there was a TK Maxx, um, but TK Maxx is like kind of pricey. Um, (laughs) okay for For a student for a student compared to the other options it was the pricier option um they sent me to wilco is where they sent me okay um, because wilco was very cheap um nice and i think there's there was a home sense nearby so i kind of glanced around there i Mm -hmm. i mainly remember going to wilco because that's where i literally didn't even have a duvet or a pillow and you know i rocked up to the student dorm and there was a mattress there and i was like hey gotta get some bedding um, yeah, so that's what I that's what I asked. Now that I'm remembering that, that's what I asked for. I was, I was like, where can I buy bedding? Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, go to Wilco. <laughs> now, what was in your dorm room? Did you have you had a separate kitchen area, so you didn't have like your own little mini fridge in there or anything? Did correct. you? Yeah, correct. Um, what yeah. was in the dorm? A desk, a bed. Yeah, we had. Um, there were different rooms all throughout the building, but the flat that I was given was one with an ensuite. Some of the flats that I went to, cause I went to um, a couple of other people's flats and they would have like shared bathrooms. But the one that I had was ensuite, which nice. was very nice. So you walked into the, and the rooms were a bit smaller, but that's what you sacrifice for an ensuite. Um, mm. So we had an ensuite bathroom with a shower, um, very small, but nice. And then um, like a tiny little cubby storage bookshelf, a bed, desk, and a dresser. Gotcha. And then you had a common room with your flatmates, right? Yeah. And the common room was like two couches and a TV and then like a dining table and a kitchen. Nice. And how many people were in your flat? Four or five? I've lost track. Uh, I, including me, there were five of us, but I had four flatmates. I had two guy flatmates and two girl flatmates. And how'd you guys get on? Fine. Yeah. They they were all English? Yes. (laughs) They're all from England. So you were the odd one out being the American. Yeah, but they were all from different places in England, so they all had accents, and they would all talk about each other's accents and stuff, so it wasn't uh, that big of a difference. Yeah. How did it feel living with a bunch of Brits? Probably didn't even affect you, did it? You no. Know. <laughs> <laughs> You're really. so, what's the word? Low maintenance? Is that the oh, word? Thank you. I appreciate that. You really are. You're like, yep, this is what I got. Okay. I think, I think I'm just like really self-sufficient. Yeah. So like an independent. So I'm just kind of like, okay, that's fine. This is what we have. Let's go with it. Yeah. 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 I think that's great about you. I I, would have struggled in that, to be honest. Ah, see, the good thing is, is that, well, the, this was the scary part is that for some reason, this is like the one I did write about this to, um, like at the end of the year, they had us fill out like a little form on like things that they would like recommend us to improve. And I went off a little bit on this one is for some reason they thought or declared that they could not tell me who my flatmates were before I moved in. Oh yeah. I I was like, that is ridiculous. I deserve to know who I'm living with. And they're like, it's for like rights of privacy. And I was like, I'm going to be living with them. Like I, I want to know who I'm living with. And I was like, on the bright side, if I don't know them, they don't know me. So like they're in the same boat, but like still, so I, I was on a Facebook group and people would like 
like over the summer and people would just comment like yo who's in flat two or whatever kind of thing and then like you'd see the comments and like someone would be like i'm in flat two people <laughs> like finding their flatmates um and i found one flatmate the week i was in a quarantine um oh cool that, like week before i found one of the the four flatmates on there and he and i chatted a little bit but it was very brief yeah um, and it turns out now that we've now that i met all of them and you know i've moved out and like you know we had that whole year worth together but apparently there were two facebook groups on accident for the same building so two of my other flatmates were in that group and met each <sighs> other on there and then me and one other flatmate met each other on the other group but we were all trying to like look for each other and then one of us was just like completely in the dark didn't know no uh two of the flatmates um that i had specifically requested to room together um, oh yes because they knew each other from like high school um so, so he yeah those two knew each other so everybody came in knowing at least one person yeah on some level that's nice what did you think about living in the dorms i didn't mind it yeah i could um, imagine you being like it's okay <laughs> yeah, yeah pretty much the only like times that i would get frustrated is um i'm very introverted um and i would what? sometimes get frustrated when there would be like really really loud parties happening yeah um, my flatmates were all like pretty respectful of the fact that it was covid um and all this stuff so like for the more extroverted people in the flat we specifically said like hey if you want a party can you do it in another person's flat and not ours and mm -hmm. everybody was like really respectful of that which was nice and I think there were only like two times where like people came over to our flat and it like got rowdy or something like that, but it was pretty minimal. Um, so for the most part, it was fine. Um, we had this whack experience and this was probably, this was 2021, it happened this year, um, this half of the school year, where the flat next to us had a party. And then there were, so there were three flats total on my floor and the flat next to us had a party. And then the flat on the other side thought it was us having a party. So they noise complained against us. Mm -hmm. And so we got a warning and we were told like, if it happens again, we're going to get fined like a ton of money and all this stuff. So obviously all of us in the flat disputed it because we were like, we don't need to have this on our record. It was not us who was partying. And so, and then the, the lady who like we were disputing it with got like really lippy with us and was like, well, obviously like, why would they lie about a noise complaint and like all this stuff and lucky for me i have like a little sleep cycle app that um like tracks my sleep and of course will you do record <laughs> it will record during the night when i snore and so it yeah i know i know it kind of sucks um but it was they were saying like the noise disturbance was between like 2 and 4 a.m and i had a recording of that time and i was like i can play you the recording from my room and you can hear that it's dead silent besides my snoring <laughs> um, you know, but like, but like if there were been times, like the, the walls were pretty thin in that flat. So there were times when like, when people did come over, like that, my sleep cycle would pick up them just talking in the kitchen, like on the sleep app. So I was like, if, if we were that rowdy, my sleep app would have picked it up and we were not that rowdy. So I can, you know, we, and so we, we provided all this evidence and had it disputed and all this stuff. It was a whole shenanigan. Was that your biggest evidence, your little app? That's kind of cool. Yeah, we had that. And then um, 
I forget what it was. It was like somebody was like one of us. So one of us was actually away when that happened. So I was like, okay, well, somebody at least wipe it from this person because they weren't even in the flat at the time. Yeah. Um, they were like back home or something. Um, and then like somebody else was like, I was spending my night like some like like another friend or something like that. We had like a couple of things. We had we like provided like all these like receipts and stuff. So they they wiped it from our record and they were like, sorry. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. good. I mean, that's like adulting trying to figure out how to justify. Yeah, well, because well, they were like threatening to like make us pay like a thousand pounds or something each for like a noise yeah. disturbance that we didn't make. And we were like, no. I'm not I love that. the Brits. I, I absolutely love England. I love the Brits, but they are fine, happy. They're like they will fine you for the slightest little thing. And it's I've I've heard um, people in the news getting fined for having their car at a gas station, filling up with gas and then turning their car off and going into like the little mini mart or whatever to go to the bathroom or buy stuff and whatever and coming out and getting a ticket a 200 dollars 200 pound ticket for being parked at a gas station that's mm. been on the news people getting fined for that fine happy over there so yeah <laughs> it doesn't surprise me a thousand pounds yeah um i was not too ecstatic about it so but we we disputed it which is good yeah um yeah cool okay and then what happened you had your school year how'd that go well, registering for the school year was like kind of scary because I didn't know any international people and the registration for the actual school year was different from like international students and just normal students. So I had to like go through like another clearing thing. The international students have to pay things beforehand that normal students don't and like a whole bunch of other things. So I would talk with like my flatmates and be like, oh, yada, yada. And they're like, oh, really? I didn't have to do that. And I was like, oh, really? And then they'd like, you know, they were like, oh, have you seen your timetable? And I was like, no, where do I, where do I get that? And like all this stuff. So it was like this really yeah. like scary thing of like me wanting to make sure I had all the same information as other people. So there was like the whole like week before like the freshers induction, I was just emailing people at the school being like, how do I get this? How do I like, am I, do I have all my fees paid? And where can I access this thing? How do I get my student ID? All this stuff. It was just like email thread after email thread. Um, but I did, and I got it done, had it. And That's I remember great. I, I went in for my student ID and they were like, oh, actually something happened like, and they were like, we can't actually get your student ID because something happened with like a fine or something. I think it was like, they were waiting for like the overnight approval for like the the, the fees or something like that. Um, or it was the fees had been paid and it just like hadn't been marked off on the system yet or something like that. And mm -hmm. so I had to like go back and get like to the flat, get the email receipt and then bring it back and say like, yes, okay, here it's proof that I paid or whatever and all this stuff. So it was, it was a lot, but I'm, yeah, at the end, in the end, everything got worked out and I got my student ID and got my timetable and all that. And here I am. Was that harder than what you expected? All that? Um, what do you mean? Well, to me, that sounds harder than what I would have imagined. I mean, if you were registered and you're an approved student and all that kind of thing, you would expect to go there, check in, show them your ID. I'm this person and then hand you like a little manila envelope going, Hey, here's all your stuff. That's what Simon actually had at university of Greenwich where he is down in London. And his was so easy. And of course that's the one I was at and I wasn't there to help you, but yeah, he just walked in and showed his ID and um, his well, passport that's the thing is that they, you know, I didn't have an ID. No, like he showed his passport. Oh, and... like proof. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. They the have a little box. Part of and... it was, 
part of it was online. So like to get my student ID, I had to submit paperwork online because they were trying to like reduce COVID spread. So like half of it was like, you have to fill this out before you come and then we'll just come in and check your name off and print mm. your ID and then you can go or gotcha. whatever. Mm -hmm. So I, I was sitting with a couple of people down in like the, the lobby area of my student accommodation, just like trying to meet people. Um, because a lot of the students that were like first moving in were like all for like the first, like two weeks, everybody would like congregate, like to up to like a hundred people would just like congregate in the lobby, just meeting people and talking. Oh, yeah. Um, everybody wants to meet. We, yeah. And so it must've been like 2 PM on an afternoon or something. And somebody, one of the students was talking about their timetable and they were like, Oh, I can't believe my first morning class at like 9am or something. And I was like, hang on red flag. You have your timetable. I do not. Where'd you uh. get that? And I have a very vivid memory of that student being very not helpful. Um, but I knew that cause they were like, Oh, well you just have to do this. And I was like, okay, that did not help me at all. Uh, so I, but I was like, okay, student has information that I do not have. What am I doing? Where is that roadblock happening? Because I did not get that. So most of the time I was just like emailing people and just saying like, Hey, um, I'm an international student. Sorry about my paranoia, <laughs> but, um, can you just confirm that I like, you know, paid this fee or can you confirm that I am showing as a registered student for blank or something like that? And sometimes, you know, like with my timetable, there was a, the reason I didn't have it was because something went wrong with the fees at the very beginning mm -hmm. of the year, I hadn't paid all of it. So they had actually had locked my account as a student mm -hmm. and I had to go through with paying that before I could get the access to my timetable. And I wouldn't have known if I hadn't actually like asked about yeah. it. Yeah. And I remember I when have, we like, had you rocked deposit. up like the first week or something without yeah, we, the timetable. We had the deposit paid, but nothing else at, at that point we hadn't been asked. So we didn't know to pay it. Um, have you gotten your timetable yet for this year? How's that going? I have not for this year. I emailed somebody, but I haven't heard back yet. Okay. All the emails. Same song, second verse. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's yeah, awesome. Me. Just hearing you kind of going through those those ropes, that's pretty cool. Um, I think, you know, for an 18 year old or you're yeah, you were 18 at the time to walk in and, and just hear people talking about stuff. It's hard to to raise your hand and go, wait a minute, you have your schedule. I don't have mine. Oh, How that's did you not get hard for that? me? <laughs> well, that's that great. I'm, I'm very lucky that part of my personality is I'm way better at being businesslike than I am like being sociable, which, you know, is a little bit of a blessing and a curse because, you know, then I rock up to a party and I am like no fun, but, yeah. <laughs> but in times like that, it's like so beneficial because I'm like, I have a question. I'm going to ask it because I need to understand what's going on here. And so I don't get as afraid to do that as other people. And I think in that case, it was very beneficial for me. And that's how I ended up being able to do that all by myself. So it worked out. Yeah. Um, are you glad you're at a conservatory and not at a university? There's, There's give and minus. takes. Yeah. Yeah. I am really thankful when it comes to my music career, which, so at the end of the day, I would say yes, because that's what I'm there to get my degree for. And studying and concentration is much more like beneficial than just studying like music as a whole. I can do a lot more with the concentration degrees that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's, it's really valuable education. There's a lot of meeting people versus just like meeting somebody who might be on like, I don't know, creative writing or something. Not that there's anything wrong with that, mm -hmm. but you know, I'm marketing and meeting people in my niche that I will hopefully be working with or around in the future. So at the end of the day, yes, 
there are some like tiny little parts of me on the inside, you know, like that were like, oh, I would have loved to like take a foreign language class in college or something, you know. I have lots of friends in like the studygram community because if you're new here, I learned Korean. Um, and so I've got lots of friends who are my age in university and they're doing whatever major they're doing and they've got an extra time. So they took Korean as like a foreign language for an extra credit. And that's like one of the reasons like they also study Korean in their free time. And then they had like the option to take that class and I don't have that option. But um, at the end of the day, no, I'm not. I don't regret that. Yeah. The nice thing too, um, if ever you're interested in going to the UK and you go to a small university or a conservatory like what you are, is that um, the bigger unis um, allow you as a student to come over and participate on many of their campus things. So what have you done with that? Um, really nothing because of COVID. So I if couldn't COVID, really get involved, huh? If COVID wasn't a thing. Um, I tried to join the Korean Language Society at one of the universities here, but um, they had a language exchange in like October and then the club was basically inactive for the rest of the year because of COVID because they couldn't do in-person meetups. And mm -hmm. for some reason they were averse to Zoom or something. I don't know. Um, but so I didn't I didn't really do anything, um, but I'd love to join more of those societies later. I joined um, like a gaming society at the conservatoire, actually. So there's like a, a group of us who meet up and we play like D and D, um, from that. And then outside of the school, I'm also in like a student youth group with my church. So that's like, kind of like the socializing that I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But there's been the, options. Yeah. The church student youth is like, there's student youth and then there's like just the students, I guess, would be is what it's called the student group that i'm a part of is referring to college students it's for students in university as opposed to like the youth is like 17 and under mm -hmm. and then like the student is like 18 to 22 ish so yeah. all the students there and it's like there's like 60 70 of us like big wow yeah um and you know it's a mix between conservatory students and then like students from like all the nearby universities and stuff all different years and stuff which is great so that's been really nice and that's starting up again soon within like the next month and i'm so excited yeah but, yeah uh, that's great i hope this school year for everybody um is completely different and i hope there's more and more things open and there's so many more kids vaccinated more adults vaccinated and hopefully there'll be more doors that open up Okay, so the school year ended, you got through finals, and now you are out of your dorm, and you're actually in a flat. What is beeping me? Do tell, you've moved to a flat. Yeah, I'm in a flat now, proper flat, and I'm rooming with, I only have one flatmate now, and she is one of my flatmates from last year, that we roomed together in uh, the student accommodation, really hit it off, we have so much in common. That's so great. Um, and it was really just like a like crazy coincidence that we got put in the same flat, but we have insanely similar hobbies, same interests, all this stuff. Um, we're both on the same course at the conservatoire. So we all have like the same, you know, assignments and stuff, which has been really nice. And um, so we just uh, moved into a flat here. Yeah, together, the two of us. And it's been nice because um, her parents have been able to like help me figure stuff out if I needed it, um, which hasn't been like really at all, but like me being like, Hey, um, could we maybe go to Ikea and then being like, yeah, sure. I'll drive you. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's you what I over there. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Um, 
it's it's exciting to go to another country to have that whole college experience, but there's the drawbacks to it are things like you don't have a car <laughs> and you won't have a car where there are like some kids who, I don't know, may go to Denver or whatever up here in Colorado for their first year, they may not have a car, but after that, then they can bring their own car on campus and get around, or maybe they just can't have it on campus, but they can have it out at a dorm and they still have means to get around. Um, mm -hmm. But you've had nothing, you've had public transport and that's it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Did you when get your was... bus pass worked out by the way? Uh, I'm still waiting to hear back. So, no, okay. but I no have worries. a reference number. <laughs> okay, oh good. <laughs> it's all, I'm, I'm just waiting on others. Ugh, people are so dumb. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I lived in the student dorm, I was literally like not even a five minute walk away from the conservatoire. So everything was just in like super close proximity. So I literally just walked everywhere. This flat that I'm staying at now is kind of far out. So we have to take the bus to get in, but I have a bus pass and can get the bus, which is nice. Nice. Or an now Uber. You, but what's that? Or an Uber. <laughs> or an Uber. Have you tried to Uber anything? I... Well, I use Uber Eats um, because I've had to quarantine a few times. Um, so I've used Uber Eats like people to deliver food. And I used an Uber once when I was leaving my student accommodation coming here. And I had through like two suitcases of stuff and just like couldn't get that all on the bus. So I just Ubered. Oh, I didn't realize you did that. How'd it go? Yeah, it was fine. It was like six pounds. It was like incredibly cheap because I got and that, that sounds like not super cheap but i got oh, an extra big one to fit with my luggage mm -hmm. and to drive i think it's like a 10 minute drive via car mm -hmm. um so pretty dang good deal and the guy was like do you want help moving like your suitcases and stuff and help me pack it all and it was easy for me so. yeah there's things i know i certainly am guilty of this that i look at things and i it may be expensive or the dollar amount may be higher than what you would expect but i always think well for my time and effort, is it worth it? And I feel that way. I've talked about it before with Heathrow Express, you know, I would just soon pay the higher money and have the convenience factors. So if mm -hmm. you found that, that's great. Yeah. I try not to use Ubers too much. I have a bus pass. I'm just going to use the bus pass, but mm -hmm. it's nice to know that it's like worst case scenario. I could just get an Uber. Um, yeah. Cause like, like I think about that with like recording stuff, because I mean, I haven't had that happen living here because I haven't gone to school um, since moving to this flat because we moved in over summer. But it seems it's a very popular thing um, and it's available. The, the facilities are open overnight for students, but late night recording studio sessions, very common. Um, and, you know, I was doing an assignment. I mean, even last year I had a recording session from midnight. No, sorry, from 11 p.m. To, to four in the morning. That was one of our recording sessions. Um, yeah. And the bus typically runs 24 hours, but by like 10 p.m. till like 7 a.m., they're in like half an hour intervals. Yeah. So a lot of waiting time. And I was like, I don't I don't really know if I'm going to want to take the bus and wait half an hour at 11 at night. Sometimes maybe in like three in the morning. I do not want to wait like that. So I could always just call uh -huh. an Uber. That'd be great. Yeah. Oh, that made me nervous as a parent. Just imagining you sitting at a bus well, stop. Well, here's the thing is I, first of all, hopefully if I have to book something that late, I'll know ahead of time and I can plan yeah. accordingly um, for it. But I mean, that hasn't, I've never been in that situation. The situation when I was recording at 11 till four, um, 
the other people in my group were in the student accommodation I was staying at. So we all walked back together from the conservatoire to the yeah. um, student accommodation good. at like three in the morning. And there was like five of us. So how has it been um, to find food out there? So I am the world's worst cook. I Gordon Ramsay would be literally impressed by like how bad I am at cooking. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I was I was explaining this to you, but I came I realized the other day that other people have like a body hunger clock where like, you know, when clock. you're going to be hungry. <laughs> and that just like absolutely blows my mind because I've never had that. I have never once in my life been like, well, I'm going to be hungry in like two hours. No, never. So now I think. Go ahead. I don't know that I'll be hungry in two hours, but I know that it's probably time that I should eat. So, you know, I can't say, oh, yes, I'm going to have a hunger pang in 45 minutes. Um, but I can, it can be two in the afternoon and I could think, well, it, at about six o'clock, I'm going to want food for sure by that time. So I think that's what people never mean. Had the, never had that thought. <laughs> I haven't even had that thought. Like, I, I don't know. I, I'm really bad at recognizing my own like like body needs. So like, it's like one of those things where it's like, I don't know I'm gonna be hungry until my stomach is hurting. And then I'm like, oh, I'm hungry. And now I don't wanna wait to cook a meal that's gonna take like an hour and a half to cook because I'm hungry now. Or like, I, I don't feel tired until like tiredness hits me. And then I'm like, oh my God, I need to go to bed right now. I can't keep my eyes open a, a minute longer or something like that. Anyways, that makes so sense. Food, I've been doing ready meals. <laughs> That's okay. Porridge. Yeah. Well, some of the ready meals had proteins in them, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So okay. when I was in the student accommodation, my favorite meals were porridge. Porridge, green. Um, I also really enjoy tuna. I love tuna. So tuna, mayo, and like some like chopped onions, mm -hmm. whether that just be by itself. That's actually what I had for dinner just before filming this. Um, or like on a little sandwich with some cucumbers. Very cucumbers. Nice. Oh, cucumbers and tuna. So good. Yeah. Mm. What was the other meal? There were like three main meals I alternated between. <laughs> beans on one? toast? No, <laughs> actually, not very frequently. I did have some like canned beans. Yeah. Um, can't remember the third one. Anyways, recently I've been discovering the like ready meals. So the ones that I've been getting from Asda, which is like right across the street from where I am, is, um, and they're all like, less than a pound, which is great. And I just so stick it nice. in the microwave and boom, I can eat in like 12 minutes. Oh my oh. God. Whoever invented the ready meal needs like, like a freaking Nobel Peace Prize. Like that was the smartest thing. The Life changing. <laughs> Best thing since sliced bread. Anyways, um, there's one that's like a beef lasagna. Great. Um, sweet and sour chicken with rice. Fantastic. Yeah. I've got some chow mein that's peanut free waiting for me in the, in the freezer, ready to be cooked and made. Let's see. What are some other ones? Oh, like, um, pasties, like beef pasties, oh, mm -hmm. turkey pasties. Yum. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Those very, very good. That's nice. So Little. those ready meals have been keeping me alive. Pint of shandy with that. <laughs> uh, no. Oh yeah. That's uh that's all good. And I, I've noticed your skin looks so nice lately because you're actually getting like vitamins and proper meals rather than just porridge. But you used to, as a little kid, and, and I'm sure there's other kids that, that 
had this as well, that you would just get very frustrated very quick and get like your body would just shut down because you would push it to the limit and not feed it. (laughs) And then it would, it would max out and suddenly you'd be maxed out. I, I do have a very (laughs) bad like tendency of either getting so absorbed in whatever I'm doing, whether it be planning something, whether it be executing something, or I'm just focused on an assignment or whatever it is, I get so focused on doing that, that I literally forget to take care of myself. Oh yeah. It's just like, it just like slips my mind. And then, you know, it's 10 PM and I realize I haven't eaten today and I'm like, my stomach hurts so badly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Are you using some kind of an app or an alarm or anything to try to just no. tickle yourself? I'm Every still very bad at it. Three or four hours, just set an alarm there, just have I it go am, off. I'm benefiting by the fact that my flatmate's pretty good at cooking. And when she cooks, I usually try and make something. You go, I should okay. probably eat. Yeah, my flatmate's eating. I should probably try and eat. <laughs> <laughs> or like I smell like food fumes coming through my door and I'm like, I think I, I think it's dinner time. I should go yeah. and make some food. <laughs> yeah. Set an alarm every three or four hours. And even if you're not hungry, then just turn the alarm off. But at least it's there to stop your your train of thought and hopefully not be too much of a... Sometimes I don't a, want the train of thought to be disrupted, though. It's just going. I and I need to like, I need to finish the thought. Yeah. Especially if you're in a creative mode. You're like, don't bug yeah. me. Yeah. I, I totally get that. And I appreciate that. But I'm glad you're eating. <laughs> yeah, I am alive. I would like That's to clarify. Good. I think... Yes. I accidentally ended up losing a lot of weight when I first came to college because of that. Because I I was really only eating when I needed to, not because I was like supposed to, but only just because I really needed to eat. And the UK versus like US, like differences in like what they actually put in their products. Oh my You're gosh. already likely to lose weight that way. And I was eating less meals than what I typically ate for money saving reasons, for all the reasons yeah. I just listed. And I ended up losing the freshman 15 instead of gaining the freshman 15. I always lose weight when I go to England because one, you walk everywhere and two, the food is so much more healthy over there. (laughs) Mm. Even if you're just eating junk food, it's just healthier junk food. (laughs) Yeah. Which is nice. And the portions are smaller too, which is kind of nice. So that's good. Um, What about fast food things? Are you able to quickly grab a, do you have a Pret-a-Manger there? Something like that? Yeah. Um, I don't eat a lot of fast food because my flatmate is allergic to sesame. Um, so we don't get a lot of flat fast food. Cause typically if I get fast food, I'm getting it with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there have been maybe two times where I've gotten it just by myself. Like yeah. one time I ordered in McDonald's because it's like right across the street. So I got into McDonald's and came back here and like watched something, but McDonald's out here, they've got those wraps, which are really nice. Anyways, total side, total side tangent. Um, yeah. so yeah. usually if I order fast food, the reason I've done it in this past like year will be like one of my flatmates, like when I was living um, in my student accommodation was like, oh, hey, McDonald's has like, a, I don't know, this deal for like 20 pounds and it equates to like five, like four, four bucks a person and we'll get all this food. Cool. Let's do it. And so we yeah. all like kind of split it and get like this big feast of food. Nice. And that's, that's nice. And we didn't do it a ton, but if we did, it was like for things like that. And usually it was like, I think most of the time we did Taco Bell and those were like, I think that happened like every two months or something. And it would be like when the flat actually got together as a flat and we'd like all play games and drink and like have fun. And we'd get like big feast of Taco Bell or something nice. and just hang out, which was nice. Um, but I didn't do it a ton because my flatmate, like I just said, is allergic to sesame. And usually I'll try and 
we'll eat together if we eat out. So I'm very mindful of the fact that she's allergic to it. Gotcha. But Pret has been nice. Simon and I have been sharing a coffee subscription, um, which has been very nice. So this summer, because we only started it this summer, um, I've been going to Pret's and getting mm-hmm. some coffee and then just reading in the cafe. And that's been so nice. So oh, nice. yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And you don't have to tell your parents you're going. You just kind of go do it. Um, is there like a a favorite watering hole that that you and a lot of your friends go to? A favorite watering hole? Yeah, bar. Oh, <laughs> I literally was like, what? You know, um, the place where everybody knows your name. Norm. Well, I don't go, but I know the ones where people go. Are there a few? I, yeah, there's a couple. There, yeah. I don't, I really don't go drinking out with people a lot. I can, can say think it. of three times. No, I literally can think of three times I've done it. I oh. did it with my friends. child. Yeah, I've, I did it with friends in my D&D group where we met up and went out. I did it once with a flatmate that I'm with now. We went out and had drinks. And then did I do it any other time? I literally think that's it. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, anyways, um, Weatherspoons is a very big um, bar out here. And everyone just calls it Spoons. Spoons. Yeah. And they are notorious for their cheap drinks. Or yeah. not, cheap, not cheap drinks, cheap pitchers. <laughs> so people will go <laughs> and get like big, big pitchers. Oh, oh, yes, I did one other time, the very last um, day of the school year. Me oh, I remember that. And my studio group and my flatmate's studio group, like there was like 12 of us, we all went out and had, we literally, that was the longest party I have ever had. It started at 3 p.m. and went all the way until four in the morning. It was the, the oh my God. How fun. Insane. We went to like three bars. Nice. Um, but I left the I left two of them completely sober. So a pub um, crawl, they call that. Oh, you know, that's um, great. I don't want you living at the bar, but you gotta have yeah, that don't. experience. Don't worry, in I don't. Um that's I've been good. to Spoons three times, so do that. Yeah. Um, but they're they're notorious for cheap drinks. So a lot of people will go there if they want that. Um there's a really popular place um, in Leeds called the Hedro House, Hedro House. Um, it's a rooftop bar. And I went one time at the very beginning of the year and it was like bef- right before all the lockdown stuff happened when like, it was like the week when things were still open. And mm-hmm. I went and I didn't really know like where I was going. I was just kind of like along for the ride. And I think I had like a glass of water or something. So I, I haven't been back since like I actually knew what it was but it's like this rooftop bar that's like really nice and during non-lockdown times they have live music Um, (gasps) it's more like live dj so it's (laughs) like club it's not like you know a singer songwriter a band um Mm -hmm. yeah it's like live dj and there's drinks um but that's like known for being really expensive but like worth it because of like the aesthetic and all that stuff so oh we'll have to go that's a really popular one. It's more of a club than a nice dining. That's okay. Should we go when I go? When I get to Leeds? If you if you really want to, um, I can take you to where I went. I went out with my flatmate. So my flatmate and I were both very introverted, and we were laughing with the other female flatmate we lived with in the student accommodation because we were like, "Oh my god!" Because that flatmate was like really extroverted and would go out all the time, and we didn't, and we would laugh at like. The fact that I was literally like, I couldn't name a single cocktail. I could not <laughs> even figure out. I was like, I, I wouldn't even know where to go to get a cocktail. 
Um, I remember you saying, did I have a margarita or a martini? I can't remember which one it was. (laughs) That was so funny. I, I literally like, I don't know, maybe it's like the whole thing of like, easy to please I don't really care what drink I'm given so I'm just like okay um but we were laughing at the fact that I didn't really know and so she was like oh you guys have to go uh to this one place where they've got a ton of really great martinis or not no (laughs) I did it again (laughs) uh cocktails they had really nice cocktails um anyways so she and I my flatmate and I went out just the two of us one night and we're just like we're just gonna try a whole bunch of cocktails at a whole bunch of places so we ended up going to like three places and just trying cocktails which was nice i tried a lot of alcohol like not like you know what i mean like a lot of different types of alcohol that night yeah were you plowed Mm, no no every every time i have been under the influence of alcohol i have always been the more sober person that's nice so and I think a part of that, like, is like, if I, I'm not, I mean, I wouldn't really consider myself like the mom friend or anything like that. But if I like, you know, see that I'm with somebody who is more intoxicated than I am, I feel like the need to be the responsible one. So oh, I'm like, I okay, that. I'm less sober or no, I'm more, <laughs> more sober. sober, more, more sober. sober. <laughs> Apparently I'm not sober right now. Yeah. But you also say that you, you're, you're okay to have fun without alcohol like some people oh, don't know totally. how to have fun yeah yeah I it's weird <laughs> most nights I what was the last drink I had <laughs> I think when I had that nice beverage on the podcast was literally the last time I drank something yeah that was alcoholic I just like I don't really see the need for it I mm. if you need alcohol to have a fun time I think there's an issue there um you got the wrong friends like the first 18 years <laughs> of your life I know, right? <laughs> so that's your first year of college. How was it? Rated on a scale of one to 10. How was your first year? It was good. Good is not one to 10. <laughs> Seven. Nice. Um, yeah, I would say, I would say it was really good. I enjoyed it. I had a good time. Um, but you know, things were locked down. So I feel like while I would still say it was a seven, if things open back up, I'll be like, okay, yeah, first year, because everything was closed, was like a two, and now these years are like sevens. Yeah, you don't know what you've missed yet, so that's okay. But it sounds like, considering everything was shut down and you were in in the middle of a pandemic, it sounds like a pretty great year. Yeah, I think part of it is the fact, like I've said before, like even just me like being like, I don't know, quote, more business-minded or like less needing to like have a fun time in that way, quarantine hasn't been like a super big effect on me I mean yeah everyone's been affected but the parts that I was wanting out of college are still there as in I wanted the degree (laughs) I wanted the class I wanted the learning and that still happened so I'm very (laughs) satisfied with that because that's like the part that I care about for college and not necessarily like the social aspect of it in I actually like worry a bit more that I would struggle or I'm going to struggle if things open up more like that, because then I'm be like, oh, I have to go to this party to like try and meet people and like network or whatever it is. Mm. Um, whereas like this year, there wasn't any pressure to do that because there was like everything was closed and yeah. you know, quarantined. And I was just getting on with my school assignments and doing that and meeting people in my classes. <h- <h- do you think um, do you think you made the right choice of, of college oh, university? Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. That's great. I, I do too. I think it's a perfect fit for you. Mm-hmm. I'm just a little sad as a parent that you're not at a, a bigger university where there's more to do, but it's nice that it's very focused. Uh, yeah. Being a I music conservator. I think it is like, it's like that whole give and take thing. It's like, yes, that would be nice, but I'm giving that up for the sake of what I'm getting out of the conservatoire, which yeah. I think in an instant is worth it. And it's like, okay, it sucks that I can't take, you know, another class or they don't have, you know, more clubs or things that I can participate or I can't take a different topic class just for fun in my free time. Cause I would totally do that. Mm-hmm. But like I'm the education that I'm getting out of it is better than if I were to go to someplace like that. Yeah, totally. So there it is. That is uh, the first year of uh, out of high school adulting, being into college. Yes. So hopefully you guys got something out of that. I think, uh, I think you've done a great job, to be honest. Um, You've had a lot of adversity and (laughs) faced a lot of roadblocks and you've done great and been able to navigate them by yourself, which is amazing. Yay. So we have a fun game to play today and it's different than anything we've ever done before. Um, (laughs) Do you have your list? No. Was I supposed to make lists? No, I emailed it to you. Oh, that list, that list. Okay. That Um, list, yes. Get it open. So what this game is called Name Five Things, and we're going to take turns. We each have a list of a bunch of things, and uh, we have, do you want to do five seconds or 10 seconds to name five things? (laughs) Uh, 10. Do we have the same list? No. Oh. No. No, you don't know what's on my list that I'm going to ask you to name. Oh, God. And I can't remember what's on the, I made both these lists, but I, I did them a couple of weeks ago and didn't mention it on purpose. So I purposely forget <laughs> what's on there. So I'm going to give you a topic and you have 10 seconds to name five things on this list. Okay. So I'm going to give you 10 seconds and I'm going to give you a list. As soon as I say, go, you just get to name five things within 10 okay. seconds. Okay. Ready? Five female singers go. Katy Perry, Madonna. Sia, uh, Taylor Swift, and Selena Gomez. Very good. <laughs> you had two seconds to spare. <laughs> that was intense. Uh, okay, go ahead. Okay, name types of trees. Oak, maple, ash, palm, and uh, bonsai. <laughs> nice. I did that with three seconds to spare. Ooh, that was hard. Um, okay. Uh, five British actors or actresses. I think I only know Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, no. Benedict Cumberbatch, Eddie Redmayne, Hugh Laurie, uh, Danny Radcliffe, and Emma Watson. Very good. Two seconds to spare. And all the Harry Potter actors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was my strategy. <laughs> Anybody that was Harry in Harry Potter. Potter. <laughs> That's a, actually very good. <laughs> okay. Um, Okay. Name. Oh, wait, no, no. It's my turn. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Don't try and measle your way out of your listing. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. okay. Go ahead. Five things you would find in a bathroom. Oh, my gosh. Uh, shampoo, towels, a bath mat, a brush, and a comb. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> oh, speedy. Lickety I know. Split. I was really fast. <laughs> okay. Um... <laughs> That one's probably too tough. Okay. Uh, name five bands 
from the 80s or earlier? The Beatles, the Beach Boys. Is ABBA 80s? Mm-hmm. Okay. 70s. Uh, that's all I got. Ooh! 1975. No, they're, no, they're current. <laughs> But they they're set in the 1975. <laughs> yeah. Was it bands only? Bands, yes. Okay, okay. So I couldn't have said Elton John. No, the Elton John band. Is, so. Was Green Day started before 1980s? No, I don't think so. I think they, they actually. No, no. I, I. Oh yeah, you're right. They were. I think they were the late 80s. I was going to say in the 70s, but they. Were, I don't think Billy Joe was even born till like 78. He's I'm so not young. A, not too so hexed about missing that one. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay, I have to find him. These are random. Did some of these are some of these are like way too easy, and then some of these like seem way too hard. Okay. Things that begin with the letter H. Oh my gosh. Um. <laughs> a horn. Um. <laughs> Nice one. <laughs> a hat, a hand, a hippo, <laughs> a hook, <laughs> a handkerchief. I panicked. <laughs> a horn. <laughs> a horn. Uh, I like how that's where your mind went first. I could think of. Oh, that's sad. Okay, one last one for each of us. Oh my God, that's funny. A horn. <laughs> All right, name five vegetables tomato, cucumber, uh, beets, uh, peas, and asparagus. Very good. I think some of those are actually fruit, but that will. Tomato, tomato, we're counting as both. Exactly. <laughs> okay, good job. Okay. okay. Five <laughs> famous villains. Villains? Oh my God. Um, okay. Snape, Voldemort. What do you consider Snape? Um, um, villain. Uh, um, oh, I don't know. Anything Mads Mickelson plays. Um. <laughs> that's true. You know, that's fair enough. <laughs> Just name all of Mads Mickelson's roles. <laughs> Hannibal. Oh, Hannibal would have been, oh, and it begins with H too. Oh, oh yeah. my God. Um, <laughs> I would consider Snape the shapeshifter. So I wouldn't consider him a villain. Um, you could have said Darth Vader. Oh, it's hard. Think, You're under pressure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a fun game. <laughs> a horn, my friends, a horn. <laughs> I think it's interesting because um, I, I mean, I don't know about you. I don't consider myself to be very good at like brainstorming. It's usually, mm-hmm. I usually just have like one or two thoughts and that's like, I go with those. <laughs> so like, just like coming up with like so many on the spot is like really, really hard. Yeah. Um, but when I'm doing typings on the, the server that I type people on, um, high um, extroverted intuitive users are usually really, really good at brainstorming. So we do brainstorming challenges to like, see how good people are at it and like how much they use that function, because that's what one of the properties of that function is and whenever you meet a high ne user it's always insane to see the things that they brainstorm because they just keep going they just never stop (sighs) one of the ones that we asked was um brainstorm a reason why somebody might stop at a red light 
at, at midnight with no other people around and they just listed i think they got like 28 reasons and then like the person like stopped and the the typist was like okay stop that's enough and they're like really because i could keep going they'd say things like their passenger what? is a cop they want to answer a phone they're secretly on camera they're being pranked or like all this stuff they're a law-abiding citizen like they just like kept listing like all these things and they were like, they spilled food on their lap and they need a second to clean it up. They thought they saw Bigfoot, so they wanted to stop and take a picture. Like, all these what? things. And I was just like, how are you generating all these things? That's crazy. That's clearly always, not my type. <laughs> it's always really funny to see the differences because I think anybody that's just not a high NE user will just be like, uh, because they, they follow rules or they think they might see a cop around. Or something like that. And then yeah. like, any users are just like, bam, 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 bam. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Minds are very different. <laughs> mm -hmm. The way we all function. Mm -hmm. All right. That's all we got for today. I think we went over time. I haven't really paid attention to how long we've been chatting. Well, I haven't but either. It, Sorry. It's been fun. I know. It's all good. So uh, thank you very much for joining us. We are coming up to, I think next week is going to be our season finale. And then I need to take a week, a week break because I'm going to be traveling, hopefully to the UK. And then we want to start season two together over in mm -hmm. Leeds. That will be so much fun. And we did a lot of um, brainstorming for uh, Spooktober and it's coming right along. We've got some really fun things. So if all else fails, definitely plan to join us during the month of October. We've got some really fun things planned. Yeah. Alrighty. Go ahead and finish it off, my darling. Uh, if you are watching us on YouTube, seeing our faces having this conversation, welcome. We are so happy to have you here. Um, you should be subscribed so you don't miss a single one of our uploads if you click that little notification bell there. And if you're listening to us on a podcast streaming platform like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, we're so happy to have you here too. Thank you for joining us. We would love to hear from you. Um, if you have any questions about college or if you want to share some stories about when you were going to college that we'd love to hear it. Um, or if you want to list any of the five things that we missed that we didn't say, if you want to tell us other things that start with the letter H, we would love to hear. Um, you can do that on all of our socials. We've got Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest, all of which are just girls across the pond. And we have a very special website with a little blog that you should totally check out called girlsacrossthepond.com. Yeah, be sure to check that out. It's all good. Perfect. All right. So that is it for episode 15 or 16, whatever we're on right now. We've lost track. 16. <laughs> 16. Join us again next week. Thanks for coming, guys. Bye, guys. <laughs>